The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hour two of the new year comes your way here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Don't forget, we do have a new Twitter account for everything on the block. It's at on the block 937 on Twitter. Give it a follow. You'll find uh, the ways to follow Strick and myself there as well. He's Eric Strick and I'm Austin Norman, by the way. Strick, one year ago today, my first day at the ticket. It's been a year, a it. full year yeah. of on the block. It's been fun. It's been a wild ride. Thanks for welcoming me in. I appreciate man, everything, no, man. No, man. It's just, like I'd say before, it's been an awesome thing to just watch how you've grown and 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 how it's like meeting a new family member or it's like Mm -hmm. going to a new city or a new state or going to a new high school and then you're coming into a group and it's not easy it's not hard and then i think we've uh became a really good team over the course of time and and it's been great stockton malone wish they were us oh man plain and simple no doubt we couldn't do it without you listeners as well we hope you're having a great start to your 2024 we appreciate you making us a part of your days as well. We're here from 2 to 4 Central every day on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Jumping back into some college football action here in just a sec. If you've got any thoughts on the college football playoff semifinals, Michigan, Alabama, and Washington, Texas, let us know, 402-464-5685. Who was the best quarterback in those games? Who looked like the best team? And who's your pick to win it all? Michigan and Washington, give us those thoughts. We'll get to them. Uh, Christmas is over, not the, the 12 days of Christmas, right? That's the 12 days after Christmas. But uh, Santa Strick, Stricky Claus, wh- which do you want to go by? <laughs> Stricky Claus. You're Stricky Claus? I'm Stricky Claus. Okay, Stricky Claus in a generous mood. <laughs> um, giving away the 30 bucks to Buffalo Wings and Rings to Levi. Congratulations. Um, the question was, how many combined conference championships have Michigan and Washington won? Stricky's guess was? 36, I think. 30? 31? 30, 30-something. 30 Mid-30s. Mid-30s. Regardless, it was low. The answer was over. Oof. 65 combined conference championships, 45 for Michigan, 20 from Washington. I couldn't believe it was that. I mean, I knew mm-hmm. Michigan had a lot, but I didn't realize, but it, it's that it's that big of a number. But then I started remembering, you go back to the time when the beginning of football, <laughs> they were they were doing it back then. 
early years of football. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't take that into account. The other thing that uh, Stricky Claus gave away uh, was a Heavenly Waffles prize pack to the, the player or the person who can name the player that Michael Penix reminded Stricky of. Uh, Strick, we had the answer from Earthquake Glue. Who does Michael Penix remind you of, minus the lakes, like you said? Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. He was out there just, uh, it didn't matter if he was off balance, body turned, you know, stepping into, it, them balls was coming out on a line. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I don't even think he's, on the level of Michael. Michael Vick had a rocket. like, And he's known for his legs. But his arm. But his arm was mm-hmm. his arm. I don't, he, could, he could throw off the run 70, 80 yards. Like, mm-hmm. He could be running and literally just whip the thing and, and it'd be on a dime too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Michael Vick gets enough credit for how good of a quarterback he really was. Mm-hmm. He was special. Like, If you guys, especially you young players or you young, young listeners, if you if you love and think Lamar J- uh, Jackson is a phenom, go back and watch Michael Vick. Oh, my. And that's not saying Lamar's not good. Nothing, Lamar's no. that dude, but He's Michael a, Vick was extra that dude. Whew, Michael Vick was – he was he was, he was was uh, pay-per-view TV when you when you got to see him play. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. he had the scandal with the, with the uh, dogs and everything that – that kind of hindered, but then he came back and got a little light revamping of his, you know, mm-hmm. his stuff. Up in it Philly. was in Philly, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So shout out to Mike. We're going to dive into these college football playoff games here, Strick. Let's start with Washington and Texas. While we're on the subject of Michael Penix, the strategy for Texas was run the ball, and they did that pretty effectively for the most part. They ran it for what was it, like 180 yards, give or take, 6.4 yards per carry. Oops, we knew that was going to be. The, the hindrance for, for Washington coming in. Watch out for this next one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Texas ran the ball pretty effectively till mm-hmm. it got down. Then it had to throw the ball. Only six catches on 19 targets for Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell. Of course, one of them, the touchdown there. So credit Washington's defense for that, at least. But the biggest issue to me, Strick, was Texas's pass rush not getting home. Two of the best interior defensive linemen in the country, long, athletic, rangy, didn't sack Penix once. And that's a credit to, yes, the offensive line. But it's not like Texas didn't get pressure, right? You saw Penix on the move. You saw him scrambling. You saw him stepping up in the pocket. But that's maybe his best NFL trait is how he navigates a pocket. He doesn't bail. He doesn't get scared. Mm-hmm. Even with NFL caliber rushers bearing down on him, he made him miss with, with you know, in a phone booth, essentially, right? The, the yeah. quick feet, always under control, still staying in a throwing platform. That was an absolute clinic from Michael Penix last night. The NFL scouts were raving. Mm-hmm. Like if you would have had him down as the third or fourth quarterback, you're having some other considerations now because mm-hmm. he showed a lot in that game. Mm-hmm. Management reads. Um, they weren't able to like bait him into nothing. You know, like sometimes you can you can you can show a coverage and in the coverage you may think is what it is. I don't think that even happened. Mm-hmm. And and you know I had Ordun Ordunez Ordunze Ordunze mm-hmm. had Ordunze probably I thought they would have really schemed him up a little bit more. It didn't matter. Mm-mm. Like that combination is is one to keep your eye on. Now Michigan is going to pose a way bigger threat in the run game than mm-hmm. than, than Texas would. But at the end of the day, I still think 
I don't know if they have an answer for their their uh, wide receivers and and tight ends. I just I don't know. I don't, so it's gonna is it gonna be a barn burner, or is it gonna be just a you know knockdown drag out? You know, whoever has the ball last type of game. That's what I'm interested in seeing. Speaking of Texas here for a sec, uh, this did just come across the wire. Nebraska football is involved with a transfer wide receiver from Texas. Not Marcus Washington this time, but Isaiah Nayer is his name. Only played in one game, one catch for 14 yards. But uh, he came from Wyoming to Texas where he caught 52 passes for 1,100 yards and 13 or 12 touchdowns. Also ran the ball 13 times for 81 yards and a touchdown so Nebraska has an official visit with a Texas transfer now that Texas's season is over. Um, a couple other things from this Washington-Texas game strike before we get to Michigan-Alabama. Um, Dylan Johnson, at the end of the game, Washington just needs one first down. Texas has two timeouts remaining. Instead of kneeling, Washington chooses to run the ball, runs in plays, kind of like Miami did against Georgia Tech. Almost and Stricky, it off. It mm-hmm. almost came back to bite them. They end up winning the game. But on that third down run, Strick, Dylan Johnson gets hurt, gets rolled up on, needs to be helped off the field. And here's the thing. It gave Texas a free timeout. Washington didn't have the ability to decline the clock stoppage, right, because of this injury. So Texas got a free timeout with 50 seconds to go when they would have been fielding the punt with like 15 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. Is that a rule that needs to be changed where if there's an injury, the team with the injured player can either accept or decline the clock stoppage, or what's the best way to make that work? Because something out of Washington's control, a player injury to one of its most important players, right? Not that they ran the ball super well or have all year, but Dylan Johnson, at his best, has provided a crucial element in closing games out against Texas, against Oregon as well. But Washington almost lost because one of their players got hurt. I I don't know if I like that. Throw it out to the Sauter Hammond text line and see what they think about it because it, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I understand the rule could be beneficial or negative on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I look at it just just trying to just have the thirty thousand view uh, perspective on it, and there's nothing in it that says it's like egregiously needs to be changed Mm -hmm. but i can understand that you could put some provisions in it but then they're gonna have to consider what does that do to the game because that's going to require probably checking clock when was the clock Uh, is it going to add more time to games which obviously Mm -hmm. we know that they don't want to do that it's already enough having to go to monitors and do all the stuff that they have to do there so Mm -hmm. um I understand your point, though, because, dang, I didn't even think about it from that standpoint, like accept or not accept. But we do know if there's a penalty or some other something else happens on the other mm-hmm. side, there is a runoff. The 10 second runoff. So mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know how you can make it happen, but it, it, it could be something that would would need to be uh, probably considered because you're the home team. You're not trying to stop the clock. No, it's your player that got hurt. Yeah. So and I is there an incentive for the other team then to try, try to, to hit hurt somebody? Someone try to hurt someone. Right. That's that's just the thing. Uh, you hope that that doesn't come. To right. Play. Did you start it? Um, you know, when the ball's ready for play and run the play clock from there. You you already start it on the snap, right? To, to resume play. So I think you raise a more than fair point in saying it's just another complication in a sport that gets overly litigious as it is, right? There are so many reviews and stoppages that 
we don't need one more complicating factor. The biggest thing is, Strick, Washington had to make a stop, right? Mm-hmm. Texas was backed up, I mean, 75, 80, 65, 75 yards to go mm-hmm. to win that game still. Washington could have, you know, gotten a stop earlier in the drive and not made it so close, not let Texas get down to the 13-yard line. If they would have lost, though, I would have felt really bad that one of their players got hurt, and that's the reason Texas had all that time. So you're probably right. It's probably not worth that much, but even if like a 20-second mm-hmm. runoff for an injury that can be accepted or declined, I don't know. Maybe there's a middle ground there just yeah. to prevent so What you don't want it to be is you don't want it to be a benefit to one side and not the other. Right. So, you know, because... And that's the way I think they look at it. They think it's a mutual benefit for either team if that just happens to happen. Yeah. This is why. But but then the fake injuries. Right. Right. But mm-hmm. what happens is I think on the other side, the way they they eliminate it is they, they basically, once the ball is set, they then rerun the clock. Mm-hmm. So if it happens – they don't want to necessarily penalize the other team with time because it's a personal in- injury to the owner. I, so I understand why it's there, but I also understand your point. But uh, somebody on the Sutter Hema text line, let me see who it was, um, threw this out. Uh, unnamed texter 8058 uh, asked how many MVPs did Michael Vick uh, did Michael Vick win? Now he didn't. He didn't win any. He was actually he's been named to the Pro Bowl three times, and you got to remember back then it was so much harder to get get Pro Bowl nominations and stuff <laughs> of that nature. It was just it was just really difficult. But uh, he finished second in the Most Valuable Player voting in 2004, and um, he had really he had really two good playoff runs. The one where they won the divisional title, and then they went to the NFC mm-hmm. Championship game, um, but yeah, he didn't. He didn't win any MVPs. But you got to think about how many great ones was quarterbacking back then. And then OG <coughs> CJ says Vic wasn't as prone to injury like Penix Jr., who has been banged up the ACL tear, a little bit of the the shoulder issue he's had as well. Penix Jr. isn't huge. Mm-hmm. He's not like he's a kind of taller Bryce Young. Dare I say Bryce has a little more maneuverability and you know ability outside the pocket, I think. But in terms of stature, Michael Penix isn't that much, you know, different to me than yeah. Bryce Young. He's a little slender, doesn't always necessarily look the part, but what does look the part is that left shoulder, that left arm and that footwork. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. He, there's there's a little bit of me. And I think this this may be the only thing that may hinder anybody taking a long shot. They're going to mm-hmm. do some really extensive digging and medical work and mm-hmm. trying to... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. figure that out because you don't want to invest the type of capital that you're going to invest. First round draft capital is very valuable. And, (laughs) you know, um, we've seen guys rise and we've seen guys fall because of it. And, and I think that's one of the things why guys have, uh, probably foregone these types of games, Mm -hmm. uh, that are to them meaningless is because you've seen top tier talent, draft stack status go from top tier to dang near almost nothing Mm -hmm. and maybe don't even recover sometimes because of an injury that happened in a bowl game that Mm -hmm. wasn't anything so i'm I'm interested to see what this this change into this 12 team playoff is going to do for that that little piece there's an there's an article that i added to our our rundown not for today but probably for tomorrow for from yahoo sports about some ways to solve that problem that might be getting worth getting into later in the week. How do you get more players to play? Um, but on the flip side of that, I think it was Jake Butt, the Big Ten analyst, former Michigan player, posted on Twitter about his injury in a bowl game, just how much it cost him based on where he was projected to be taken, where he was taken, everything like that. So I think there's there's two sides to that story, like all the time. As we're breaking down the college football playoff games here during On the Block, Strick, something I want to get into more as we get later in the week when we actually make our Washington-Michigan picks, but I think it's just worth throwing out there. Washington has now won 10 straight games decided by 10 or fewer points, and they've all come this season. Close game artists. That's, that tells me it's a veteran team. It's a well-coached team. And is Washington as dominant as Michigan has been? Was Washington as, as dominant as, say, Texas was at points in the regular season? No. But there's something to be said for when it gets late in the season, find a way to win, you know, when you're not at your best, right? Yeah, Washington gave up a lot of yards to Texas, but they found a way to win the game. I think that's a huge credit to the veteran leadership at quarterback and upper, upperclassman-led defense and just a, there's no other way to say it, a winner in head coach Kalen DeBoer. Um, where did it come from? Was it kind of a, did, did you, my question would be, Austin, did you see it coming or did you just did it just come out of nowhere? Washington? Yeah. I think they built a little bit, right? You that's get credit to Sarkeesian after the 0-12, yeah. but then they, they took the ladder, right? They climbed the that's, stairs. That's what I would say. And um to them, I think what I love about this 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 breakthrough, we'll start with them. What I like about that is <clears throat> I love the fact that these th- those teams that were there and that are now in the championship were teams that needed to figure out a way to ascend the mountain and get mm. over the hump. It's not over, right? but they had been stuck 
or they hadn't really been able to. But in their own way, mm-hmm. Michigan in their own way, Washington in their own way, have been able to get over the hump. It had been for a while. Washington had been going back and forth. A lot of times coming up short against Oregon, they haven't been able to get through that. Mm-hmm. And then it was USC, and then it was you know Utah. What I'm you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they just always were kind of finding themselves in that make Penn the playoff, State. lose to Bama. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I was seeing in them. And so for them to get over that hump is, it, you know, I want to give shout out and kudos to both of them. We, those are mm-hmm. the, definitely Alabama. Bama is, is a perennial powerhouse that has been their mainstay for a lot of years. So a lot of people had thoughts and expectation that they would probably break through. Then Texas has been down in the dumps for a long time. You know, uh, you're, you're seeing an ascending of them, to the next, so I'm interested to see how their entrance into the SEC changes. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Missouri, just under the radar, mm-hmm. played well, but gosh darn it, they came out of now. That if you talk about a team that came out of nowhere, Mizzou, Mizzou, mm-hmm. and how many teams would you say Soderham and Text Line four zero two four six four five six eight five? Give me three, give me three teams to you. That throughout the season, as we close out the 2023 and now entering the 2024, what three teams that you just felt came out of nowhere, and what did you like about it? I would love to hear that thought because Mizzou is definitely one of them for me. Mm-hmm. Who for you? I don't know. I want to think on that. I want to get some ideas from the text line. Let's let's get to that next segment. Once we get some responses in, we'll talk yeah. about that. Your three surprise teams and a reason why. We'll wrap up this segment, Strick, with that Michigan-Alabama game. On the text line, again, 402-464-5685. Also, on stream, right? Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Leave your comments there, too. Uh, Brad says, Washington ain't ready for this. What is this? Michigan, their opponent in the college football playoff national championship game. Michigan kind of dominated that game, aside from special teams. That set Alabama up really, really well. That defensive line, Strick, was as advertised. You look at Stewart, you look at Mason Graham, Wrecking the game a few times here and there. McCarthy played pretty well, right? He wasn't necessarily the reason they won, but he wasn't the reason they lost after that rough play. What do you make of Michigan's climb? How much of an asterisk, how big is that asterisk with uh, the Connor Stallions thing attached to it? And if you're a Michigan fan, you know, is the stain on the reputation worth it to finally get over that hump and make it to the national championship game? <laughs> um. There's that. There's the word of, did you sell your soul to the devil? Right. Uh, that's probably how Michigan fans are going to be. <laughs> they're, they're sitting in line right now ready to sign the contract. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's how they would feel. Mm-hmm. Um, could I? Could it be an asterisk by it? I think there, there, there probably would be an asterisk by it. But my thing is, watch what comes out of it going forward. Mm-hmm. Because Harbaugh has been fielding some questions about is this you know is this is this a final run is this is are you you know are you you done more so, Saban Belichick tie-ins? Um, it's tricky. It's been it's the longest stretch of Saban's career without a national title at Alabama. It was just crazy. they haven't won since twenty twenty. It's crazy. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know. I think Saban still has an itch. Mm-hmm. I think he still has an itch. He feels he wants to scratch. I think. He may be looking at this change in, as a new opportunity to do so, mm-hmm. but I, I would I would look at Coach Saban and say, man, it's got to be heavy weight on him. He still looks good though. 
still right. looks amazing. Like you don't realize how long he's been. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He still looks good. I, I I I do look at Saban and say all of these crazy changes, adjustments, nil, just all of the stuff you have to navigate. It, it, I would venture to say it, it, the purity of it for him may not be the same anymore. It might not, but where I think Saban has an advantage over like Mike Krzyzewski or Jim Beheim, guys like that Roy Williams when he stepped away on the basketball side is strict. Think about just how many people are in that building for football. Think about how much money it brings in and how big the recruiting staffs are and the, the NIL department. So yes, it's changing. The purity's not there for Saban, but he can pick and choose what he worries about. He has to be in the know, but the basketball coaches have such you know, reduced operations compared to football that I think as long as Saban wants to go, he can just keep hiring people to take more and more off his plate and let him focus on ball. Great point. Like me, Marlon Brando. (laughs) You know, the Godfather. I can just hire a few more (laughs) Sentinels and and a few more men that can take care of the business right here at the ticket on the block. You sure can. The note I was going to get to on college football recruiting that stood out to me, Strick, from this Bama-Michigan game. According to 24-7 Sports, we have lots of friends there. We rely on them a lot for our transfer portal rankings. This Alabama team had the second highest team talent ranking in history. Behind only Alabama last year. Or two years ago, 2022 Alabama, who also didn't win the title. Georgia did. It doesn't feel like it, though. Right? It doesn't feel like this is one of the most talented teams of all time, which goes to show you that stars matter, right? Having these high recruits got Alabama in this position. But you mentioned it back in the first hour, Strick. Milrow's good, but he's not at the level of like Jones or Tagovailoa yet. None of their receivers are Jamison Williams, Devontae Smith, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper Mm. level. (laughs) Jace McClellan is solid. Run that down. (laughs) Run that name. Run those names down again just just to get an understanding. Of which we're well, talking let's about. Try to work our way backwards. You have Devontae Smith. You have uh, Jamison Williams. You have Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. <sighs> James Williams. You know, plenty of dudes like that. You don't Jeez. have a guy like that. Jace McClellan, good. Not Mark Ingram. Not Eddie Lacy. Not Trent Richardson. Not Najee Harris. You know, um, there's no, yeah. no OJ Howard on this team, right? Um, really good Alabama team, highly rated. But where's that consistent impact skill position guy? Maybe the defense has it in Dallas Turner. Kind of a no-show yesterday, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I don't see, like, the Will Anderson types. That right. Just those no. super, it just seems like mm-hmm. a hodgepodge collective of just solid, great mm-hmm. talent that's just kind of doing it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see no, you know, because just, just remember, y'all, when, just remember how impactful Ndamla Kinsu was mm-hmm. for that Nebraska defense mm-hmm. by himself. Now, we know we had great ends and your Grant Wistroms and your Jared Tomiches and Trev Albers and, you know, Dante Jones. and You, you can go back, great defensive mm-hmm. ends and some great linebackers and Broderick Thomas and all those guys. Um, but at the end of the day, bro, like, and Dominican Sue was just a dominant force. Like, you don't see that type of mm-hmm. impact on that Alabama team. No. Like mm-hmm. Jalen Carter was for George, for George, you know, Nolan the, Smith for Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even M- Mika Fitzpatrick with, from the safety position was a, was a monster mm-hmm. when he was there at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't see that yet. 
And I don't know if I'm missing it, but I, I could be. On the generational side of things, let's flip this over to Michigan and Washington. They both come up in this discussion here, Strick. Okay, so Ari Wasserman, who writes for The Athletic, his big thing is stars matter in recruiting. The more five stars and four stars you have on your roster, the more likely you are to win a national championship, is his theory. How many teams, Strick, would you guess, since 2000, have won a national championship without a top five recruiting class in the previous four years? I would say none. The answer is three. Okay. Because this speaks to your point on quarterbacks. Those three teams, 2010 Auburn, 2016 Clemson, 2018 Clemson. Cam Newton, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Wow. Elite, generational, game-changing quarterbacks for those schools. Is J.J. McCarthy that guy from Michigan? Jim Harbaugh thinks he is. I don't think he's at those guys' no. level. No. Michael Penix might just be. Neither Michigan or Washington have signed a top five recruiting class in the next four years, and one of them is going to win a national title. If it's Michigan, I think that speaks to identity and development, knowing who you are, sticking to it, mm-hmm. making that climb. Mm-hmm. If it's Washington, I give a lot of credit to Michael Penix for being one of the greatest transfer quarterback additions in college football history. History. Uh, you, you, you said it right there on your own. I, I want to give a quick shout-out to Ernest Hausman. Got some, got some impact minutes. Mm-hmm. Got some plays. He looked disciplined. He looked like he was – he looked well more advanced than he did when he was at Nebraska. Like it was just athletic mm-hmm. tactic run, see, go. It mm-hmm. just seemed like he seemed like he was his 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 lane rushing and it's like he was well coached. Some reading, some identification involved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um he's playing in the biggest game of his life. And I'm I'm proud of him. like I know a lot of us may be mad and be upset by, you know, him transferring out because he was a tre- tremendous talent at the linebacker room that needed mm-hmm. that type of talent in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to give him a, a clap because he's a Nebraska kid, man, and mm-hmm. and it's good to to see the this young man in the decision that he made go out there. And now he's gonna play in the biggest game of his life. We wish him nothing but the best. But the best. We wish Washington wins. At least me. We'll get to our picks. <laughs> we'll get to our rooting interest later in the week. Let's take a break here. When we get back, we'll talk about new Big Ten versus new SEC. New Big Ten went two and zero against new SEC. Michigan over Bama. Washington over Texas. What does that mean? Is there something to read into? Is it a one-year fluke? And I want to expand it because I want it to look into across the board, mm. up and down the Big Ten. Yeah, just on the top tier mm-hmm. because, yeah, you're right. I want to look up and down how they fare. Deeper conference. Who's deeper? Mama, there goes that man. This is On the Block. First show of 2024. It's been a great one. Stick with us here for the next half an hour as we keep rolling. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.